Mental health is something which might now be a prevalent talk on social media, but have you ever heard any of your friends actually talking about it? Have you seen anyone who went through a hard life and came out stronger than ever? Well, since most of us don't talk openly about it, uh, it is becoming a concerning issue for everyone and those who fall victim to it have no idea what to do or where to go. Some of the times they don't even know as to what is happening with them. Even if it is normal or wrong, they don't know about it. We rarely see people who speak out and do the effort to raise their voice and aware people about it. We have one such brave girl with us on this episode of Edge of Teenage to share her story with us and give those the hope of change who are currently going through issues which need to be discussed and openly talked about. We need to know what's best for ourselves from as young age as possible. As teenagers, we never realize what our classmates or friends or friends who seem to be a little bit sad in that class or during that lecture might be going through in their personal world. So let's end the stigma around mental health with a very thoughtful and healthy discussion with our guest Nidhi on the episode, I'm a psychology student. Hey Nidhi, since like I know your story to some bits, I would just like to say here that you are such a brave and strong girl and you are such an inspiration for me. It is my honor to have you on your podcast. Thank you Ashutosh, it's my honor to be here with you and whatever you said about mental health is absolutely correct. That who fall victim to it don't know where to go or what to do most of the times. And so I am here to share my story and tell how I deal with it now. A trigger warning for all that my story is about failed suicide attempts, self-harm, abuse and violence. So be careful with your mental health because I don't want you to mess with it and stop where it is required. Alright, so would you like to open about your story, tell us what happened and why your coming out was important? Yeah, you know Ashutosh with myself and my story, I just realized that depression hits you in the most unexpected ways. And trust me, for the longer time, I didn't even realize that I'm fighting with depression. The initial 14 years of my life were full of psychologically painful disturbances. I grew up living through a difficult experience of seeing my father coming home, beating up my mom until he acknowledged his dominance over her. My mother had a dreadful social experience, you know. Dadi Dadu also supported my father. I used to see my mother going through intense pain, getting slapped and tortured by my father. Nothing was normal, so after six years, we came to Nani's place. We had nothing when we came to Nani's place, no job, no suitable shelter, no money. All that we had was family support, love and care. So we started living together in one BHK, grandparents, Masi, mom, my younger brother and me. My mom started looking for a job and luckily she became a teacher at school. She, cl- she qualified for UGC net exam and practiced as an assistant professor and she is an entomologist now. With time things were healing but I was unaware of the fact that things are going to get more worse. It was in 2010 when I got sexually abused. It continued for 5 years. Again after 4 years the same behavior repeated by a different man. Then after a year, another boy abused me sexually. 
in 2014 i stopped this behavior coming from all the three men and freed myself from their touch but soon their touch started haunting me and hurting me i started blaming myself that men take me as an object and abuse me i started hitting myself i tried to kill myself consumed from rat poison to harpic cutting my wrist and throat overdosing medicines starting from combiflam or the heart medicines you know all that had happened still haunt me i still get depressive episodes but with time i have started learning how to live with them and how to get comfortable with them and what happened next how did you come out of this whole session of things the came a point when the only thoughts i had was to kill myself i couldn't think beyond that slapping myself cutting myself giving pain to myself were a part of my daily routine you know i cried on nights i cried on nights and i didn't feel like doing anything on days you see a typical depression symptom and being a psychology student and hence for the mental health advocate i had to take help and there's no shame in asking for help i went to psychiatrist few months ago he started my medications for depression and some mood stabilizers so that i don't feel suicidal he asked me to go for therapy sessions as well so i have therapy sessions once or twice a week depending on my suicidal tendencies and i go to my psychiatrist once in a fortnight things are going smooth now although i still have suicidal ideations depressive episodes but now i have professionals in my life to hold me and bring me out of that this is this is very commendable thing for you to speak out on such sensitive topics but some people are still not able to either you know recover from such similar instances and come out for themselves and i have also seen that you have started an instagram page regarding mental health what purpose does that page serves Yes Ashutosh I started a page on mental health for the same reason that people are still not able to talk about their traumas their problems and which is okay things take time and at the same time it is important to remind yourself that there is no shame in asking for help it is same way as you take care of your physical health you need to take care of your mental health as well and the same way you don't shy out in going to a physician you should not feel shy in going to a psychiatrist also Thus, I have started this page to give a gentle reminder to people to consider their mental health a priority and take care of it at regular intervals via some self-care ideas or the affirmations for the day. I keep on posting them regularly on my Instagram page. I want people to know that they are enough. It's just a small effort that I am doing in the field of mental health and psychology. There are many other pages on Instagram from where you can take inspiration, but. at the same time i want to say this thing out loud that instagram is not therapy if you have some symptoms of mental health disorders you should reach out to a psychiatrist psychologist or a therapist whosoever is required or whosoever specializes in your area what makes you say you are the you know right person to help with these things and be an advocate of mental health and therapy i know i'm not and considering mental health we need to know the right person someone who can 
truly help and not make the things worse. So how do you justify yourself doing these things? I am not the right person to help because I am still a student and still on a journey to complete my degree. I am no psychologist, yaar. I am a student of psychology. Although I am a person who knows slightly more than a layman would know about mental health or psychology or therapy, and exactly as you said that while considering your mental health, you need to go to a right person who will not make things worse. So I am just a medium to make people aware about the therapist, about the right person, and the importance of that person in our lives whenever it is required. and not feel shy in meeting a psychiatrist or a therapist and me and moreover therapy is a continuous and a beautiful process one of the safest and non-judgmental place although it's challenging and yet at the same time it is supportive and collaborative why do you think people are not considerate towards their mental health although the word is on the rise but still We need to talk more openly about the issue. What are your thoughts on that? There's a bunch of social stigmas around mental health that makes it a controversial idea. But having a mental illness doesn't make you weak or defective. It just means that your brain functions differently. It means certain things are lacking or not working the way they're supposed to, and that has nothing to do with you or your birth. It's not your fault. it is not something you chose and it is not even entirely within your control it's an illness and in the same way you wouldn't put down someone with a broken leg for not being able to walk it doesn't make sense to put you put yourself down for not being able to function the way other people can your brain works a little differently and so your ability to navigate life and all the obstacles it presents is going to look a little different too and it's okay it's okay that you experience the world differently It is okay that your needs and limitations are different. It's okay that things that are easy for other people feel unbearably difficult for you. It makes sense and it's valid. You cannot make comparisons because other people are not you. You are doing the best to cope and survive, and that's all you can have of yourself. On your good days, on your bad days, on the days you want to give up, I just want to give you a kind reminder that you are here and living and breathing and trying. You are enough. Enlighten us. How can someone take care of their mental selves on their own? Give us some tips, some basic things you'd like to suggest. Yeah, sure. I will tell you some simple self-care activities that can be included in daily routine. They are easy and not so expensive. So let me tell you with respect to our five senses. For eyes, one you can go for walk outside, two meet up a familiar face, or three do journaling. For ears, one you can do guided meditation, two listen to your favorite music, three listen to audio audio books, podcasts every day for thirty minutes. For nose, go for aroma therapy at your homes. Two smell scented candles, three wear your favorite perfume. For skin. One put a clean bed sheet on your beds. Two get a massage for five to ten minutes, or a cuddle session, preferably with soft toys or dogs. For tongue, have nourishing food. Drink warm tea and drink plenty and plenty of water. Apart from this, you can also indulge yourself in positive self-talk. For example, instead of saying "I made a mistake," try say try saying that 
आई कैन लर्न फ्रॉम दिस और अपार्ट फ्रॉम दिस यू कैन इवन हैव अ डेली सेल्फ केयर चेकलिस्ट द फर्स्ट थिंग इन द मॉर्निंग यू शुड डू इज वेकअप एंड देन प्रिपेयर अ चेकलिस्ट फॉर यू दीज आर द फोर थिंग्स आई डू फॉर द डे एंड एट दी नाइट यूल फील फुलफिल्ड यूल फील कंटेंटेड सो दैट्स some basic tips and techniques that you can indulge yourself into and feel that you're living a worth life and a good life but you know if the case is somewhat serious and self help doesn't helps or doesn't work so much how can someone choose a correct psychiatrist for themselves what are the things or you know qualities that one should look for Choosing a therapist is a continuous process and the two-way interactions between client and the therapist strengthens the therapeutic relationship. One can change a therapist any time in between the therapy if one doesn't feel safe or secure or comfortable with the therapist. I'll tell you some qualities to look for when you're searching for a therapist or a psychiatrist. Okay, so one, a therapist who sets appropriate boundaries is the best therapist. one must have the ability to refer you to someone else if he or she can't assist you and they must be collaborative in nature therapist must ask the client about the goals and hopes instead of imposing theirs on the clients but one reason that i find in the people that they are very about going to a therapist are the financial reasons what i feel is that one should share everything with his or her therapist so does also t- share about the financial issues because that's what i do therapy is client driven and not therapist driven a client is a driver here he drives through the way therapist guides and helps wherever the help is required it is said journaling helps what are your views on that have you yourself been writing a journal yes i love journaling ashutosh that's one thing in my routine that i never miss no matter where i am i love writing journals i write my long term goals short term goals i write things that i'm grateful for i write my thoughts emotions i have all day long it you know it gives me clarity it even tells me the difference of emotions i have like for example when i'm in the situation i might be angry or any other emotion and when i think about the situation some later time i get clarity of the emotions i need to have it might be some other emotion other than being angry so it's really helpful when you write journal and i also do research about the reason behind what i do so i got to know that the practice of writing enhances the brain in brain intake processing retaining and retrieving of information you need know, promotes the brain's attentive focus writing journal every day boosts long term memory illuminates patterns gives the brain time for reflection and when it is well guided it becomes a source of conceptual development and stimulus of the brain's highest cognition and how do you think that sexual abuses in childhood can be stopped in our country ashutosh i talk about sexual abuse so passionately and that's my one wish to stop sexual abuse in families or among friends or among people it's just immensely traumatic when one has to go through that experience 
which is completely unhealthy. The impact is so harsh that it can even take one lifetime to get comfortable with what happened. And I think to stop this act, schools must have one or two compulsory classes once a week where children are taught about boundaries, consent, good touch, bad touch and that too to every gender because nowadays no one is less. And I think people do get sexually abused in their lives knowingly or unknowingly. So it is important for a child to know about touch so one can identify it, talk about it and do the needful. Government also launched POSCO Act in 2012. It's a comprehensive law for the protection of children for the offenses of sexual assault and sexual harassment or pornography. It safeguards the interest of the child at every stage of judicial process. And it has also incorporating child-friendly mechanisms for investigation or recording of evidence and speedy trials for these offenses through designated special courts. And what I personally do to bring awareness about sexual abuse? I share my story. I talk about sexual abuse in, on my Instagram page. And I try to make people more comfortable with it. How about we talk about the present scenario, right? What is your take on modern day relationships and friendships? Relationship is such a beautiful topic. Thank you for this question, Ashutosh. Like, I see relationship as a safe space in which you can evolve through life with each other. And the landscape of what our parents traditionally know or think about relationship is so different now. There's so much more to be considered. And not just in the types of relationship, but who are partners in different kinds of relationships. And also the different kinds of agreements that are coming up and the context in which they are coming up, like online dating. Basically, the relationships in the online spaces and different kind of challenges that a couple has to go through during this lockdown. And you know, like long distance relationships in the lockdown can be like two streets away from each other due to coronavirus. And then, and you can see the new challenges are coming up day by day. Also, technology stands out in modern day relationships like Instagram, Tinder, Bumble. People are using and channelizing technology to connect in a deeper way. And not only with people who are confined with you, but also who stays away from you. And when we talk to our parents about their relationships or how they met with each other, a lot of emphasis was on physical spaces. And now you can see that physical spaces are not as necessary anymore. It's so interesting to see the dynamics played out in modern day relationships. And I'm excited to see more dynamics to be played in such relationships. And, and since you are a psychology student yourself, would you like to give some guidance to those who would like to, you know, opt for psychology as a profession in future? Psychology is a new subject, a latest science. It's like 120 years old or something. And there are new researches happening nowadays, you know. Gone are the days when it was said that there's no scope of psychology. All institutions, schools are demanding psychologists other subjects like sociology, business, political science are getting connected with psychology. Teachers are taught psychology in B.E.D. Doctors are taught human psychology. There's no end to psychology actually. It's one continuous subject. In school, psychology starts as an optional subject in 11th where a non-medical student too can opt for psychology or an art student too can. If one is able to develop interest in the subject, he or she chooses psychology in the bachelor's degree as well. BA in psychology or BSc in psychology. 
देन मास्टर्स डिग्री एम और एम इन साइकोलॉजी आफ्टर एम और एम एस सी वन इज़ हैन वन कैन बिकम अ काउंसलिंग साइकोलॉजिस्ट इफ़ यू वॉन्ट टू बिकम अ क्लिनिकल साइकोलॉजिस्ट यू मस्ट हैव अ मिनिमम क्वालिफिकेशन ऑफ एम फिल सो वट्स डिफरेंस बिटवीन काउंसलिंग एंड अ क्लिनिकल साइकोलॉजिस्ट काउंसलिंग साइकोलॉजिस्ट डील्स विद द डे टू डे प्रॉब्लम्स एंड क्लिनिकल साइकोलॉजिस्ट डील्स विद द मेंटल हेल्थ डिसऑर्डर्स ओके सो वट इफ यू वॉन्ट टू बिकम अ साइकैट्रिस्ट फॉर बींग अ साइकैट्रिस्ट यू मस्ट हैव मेडिकल इन योर स्कूल प्लस वन प्लस टू एंड देन यू कैन गो फॉर एम बी बी एस एंड देन एम डी इन साइकोलॉजी दैट्स द मिनिमम क्वालिफिकेशन टू फॉर बिकमिंग अ साइकैट्रिस्ट एंड जस्ट टेक दिस आउट ऑफ योर माइंड दैट दस नो स्कोप ऑफ साइकोलॉजी यू वॉन्ट हैव जॉब्स नाउ डेज एवरी वन रिक्वायर साइकोलॉजिस्ट एवरी वन नीड्स अ थेरेपिस्ट एंड डिमांड एंड एवरीथिंग इज इंक्रीजिंग and with all of these things said how do you think the society has come so far and what changes you will expect or hope for in the future okay so the bunch of social stigmas around mental health makes it a controversial idea but having a mental illness doesn't make you weak or defective it just means that your brain functions differently it means certain things are lacking or not working the way they are supposed to and that has nothing to do with you or your worth it's not your fault right it is not something you chose and it is not even entirely within your control it's an illness and in the same way you wouldn't put down someone with a broken leg for not being able to walk it doesn't make sense to put yourself down for not being able to function the way other people can right your brain works a little differently and so your ability to neg- navigate life and all the obstacles it presents is going to look a little different too and it's okay it's okay that you experience the world differently it is okay that you your that your that you have different needs and limitations it's okay that the things that are easy for other people feel unbearably difficult for you right it makes sense and it's valid you cannot make comparisons because other people are not you are doing the best to cope and survive and that's all you can have of yourself on on your good days on your bad days on the days you want to give up i just want to give you a reminder that you are here living breathing and trying and you're enough well that is it guys this has been an amazing dialogue i think i will try to bring on more such stories and awareness through my podcast thank you nidhi for being on the podcast and thank you guys for listening As always I will be back again with a brand new episode next week with a new guest till then go check out my Instagram and LinkedIn I post regular stuff and key takeaways from these podcasts there signing out Ashutosh